Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. I'm Simon of Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode, which is part of my mission to help businesses around the globe by being more aware of the possibilities that they have and be better educated on tips and lessons that they can use in their business. And of course, as the title of the podcast says, we're going to talk about coffee too. Today, I'm joined by Stuart, Stuart Green, and Stuart was one of the last Royal Air Force apprentices and served 23 years before leaving the Royal Air Force in 2013. Since 2013, uh, he's been the Group MD at the Armour Group, and Stuart and his team have tackled many of the issues that many of us face, including me, uh, online, by helping people and organizations keep criminals out and obviously protect our data and through cybersecurity as well. And Stuart uh, is a client of mine and I'm a, a client of Stuart. So uh, I say that with pure confidence of the services that he offers. Stuart is an unconventional thinker, he's put here on his bio, and he's a firm believer that this is one of the strengths of everyone at the Armour Group, which ensures that their clients stay safe no matter what challenges may appear. So it's great to have you on today's session, Stuart. Thank you for the and, uh, it's, it's good to actually talk to you about things uh, different to what we normally talk about, which is great. And we've got some questions to go through. And the first one is about coffee. I've made sure before we started the recording that you are drinking a cup of coffee, uh, as I am. So what coffee are you drinking today, Stuart, and why? Why that particular coffee at the moment? Well, I think, you know, as, as you and I spend most of our time meeting in Starbucks, <laughs> obviously it's not a Starbucks. <laughs> yep. So it's a, um, a, it's Taylor's of Harrogate, and it's a lazy Sunday roast. Ah, okay. Now, you see, I usually associate Taylor's more with tea. Yeah. Yeah. And they do tea. coffee as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, so, I, so why that particular one then? Why, other than that, it's just a break from the tradition that you and I have when we we normally meet in St Starbucks. And I will, unfortunately, tell you that I am drinking a Starbucks coffee, but I'll tell you more about mine in a second. So, why why that coffee? Uh, well, two reasons. Um, first of all, it's the only one that we had in. <laughs> okay, that's a that's a primary reason. Yeah, uh, but it's a full bean. Um, so we we'll grind the beans and then put it in a cafeteria because it's nicer that way. Uh, than, okay, yeah. great. So, so, you, so you've got a beautiful aroma of it in the in the room and in the house as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Well, interesting enough, um, purely because we're going into lockdown as we record this, and my wife was panicking about Christmas and is Christmas going to be over? It inspired me when I was just searching for some Christmas lights on Amazon that I noticed that. Uh, on Amazon, Starbucks are selling a, a holiday season limited edition uh, Nespresso pod. So I love my Nespresso machine. So when I'm at home, I'm always drinking coffee out of the Nespresso machine. It's a KitchenAid machine. So I actually bought a box which came 
yesterday so I'm, I'm actually drinking the first one out of there so it's a little bit more spicy it's got cinnamon in it it's a little bit more sort of festive uh, and got a little bit of the kick to it which is quite unusual for me because I'm a bit of a blonde coffee drinker um, during the day so something that's it almost feels like it stripped a little bit of the back of my throat off with the, the spices in there so the, the coffee you're drinking from Taylor's would you say that's a smooth is it uh, an easy drinking is it something that's more of a one-off drink do you think what's uh, what's different about that particular coffee at the moment well, it's quite chilled out. It's not harsh. I think sort of okay. later on in the day, you don't want a, a sort of a, a punch in the face from a cup of coffee. So this one's quite a quite a chilled out. Good. Blend. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I should be drinking now instead of the spicy, leaving a taste in the back of your throat that I am at the moment. Very nice, but yeah, wrong time of day for it, definitely. So moving on to the next question, Stuart, what's your favourite coffee? Favourite coffee? Well, favorite coffee and you know anybody who's listening to this who's got military experience will think i'm enormously weird uh, but my mm-hmm. favorite coffee is the coffee the instant coffee that used to come in the 24-hour ration packs um because okay. normally that is the coffee that you have when you're in the field and it's raining and it just perks you up no end so i've great i do have a private stash of that which you know goes out <laughs> when we go walking um okay. yep yeah, well, of course, that, that I mean, this, this this podcast is not going to be listening to anybody other than me and you, so yeah, uh, nobody needs to know about that secret stash. Yeah. So uh, for the listeners that are listening to this, you know, I've just put my finger on my mouth, keep stum about that, so that's great. Uh, and, that, and I suppose that explains the the reason why that's your favourite coffee as well, but how, how do you take it? You know, when you have that, do you take it with milk? Do you have sugar in it? Do you put honey in it? What? How, how do you take it when you're out in the field or whether you're drinking it at home? Oh, it's got to be white one sugar. White one sugar. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, a good heaped spoon, is it, you know, is it portioned out? Is it a strong cup of coffee? Well, to go with the sachets of coffee, there's the sachet of dried milk and there's a sachet of sugar as well. So it's... All right. Pretty balanced then. Teaspoon-ish, yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. Moving on to the, the business side of, of, of this uh, podcast for, for our listeners today, what would you say has been the most significant or the latest thing that you have actually fixed in your own business? Um, there's a few we could talk about there, isn't there? We've fixed a lot. Mm. Well, yeah. Well, tell me what's been the most significant and then tell me what's been the latest. Oh, Let's go with two. Two, right. I think the, uh, I think the sig- significance, the most significant um, in terms of impact um, yep. is, is the toxic employee. Okay. Yeah. You know, without a shadow of a doubt, that was um, the worst thing to deal with. Yeah. Um, but dealing with it, uh, fixing yeah. the problem, um, has been one of the best things that we've ever done. Yeah. So right. you know, it, it's recognizing that uh, toxic employee and fixing them, and you know, yeah. turning them around or, or get rid. But you yeah. know, unfortunately, it was a it was a get rid. But uh, you know the, uh, the benefits and, that we yeah, and unfortunately that probably is something that might be tied in with the latest thing as well. But is there anything else that's been fixed later than that that um, would be a thing that you've worked on as well? Something that might have evolved or something that's been different. I know you've had quite a lot of changes in the business recently. Oh, yeah, or it might be evolved. something later. Yeah, I think the um, you know the, the the latest thing that we fixed 
um, his location. You know, okay. we, we, we were in a location that um, that post-COVID wouldn't really work for us. Um, so yep. it, it took a, a long time, as you, you well know, to actually find the the new mm-hmm. location. Um, and now that we're in that, in a in a COVID secure environment, which we can easily convert back to a non-COVID secure environment, if that yep. ever comes, um, you know, I, th- I think that itself has um, has sort of paid dividends in terms of how everybody feels. Um, and I think that's important, isn't it? And the listeners need to realise that you know that sometimes we see our location, our work environment, as as pretty little significance, but it can have such an impact on the emotional behaviour and the way people feel about the business and work as well, doesn't it? So, are there any particular things that people have said that the new office has uh, done to how they feel about their business and how they come to work? Well, I think the, the, the main thing is, you know, we've been working from home for, you know, how many months now? Six, seven months. Yep. Um, and everyone's been sort of isolated. And, you know, the, 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 there's been a lot of loneliness creep in, um, even though we've spoken every day, twice a day since March. Yep which, yeah. you know, is, is, is pretty good going. And we've seen each other every day and spoken, you know, we, we, yeah. we wanted to keep that going. Um, and today we were all in the office for a change. You know, there was nobody out of client site. Everybody oh, was okay. in. It was yeah. a real good buzz. You know, the yeah. phones, people were, were, were talking to each other, uh, talking across the desk, because we can see each other now. We're not shouting yeah. between us we used to and there was a real sort of good buzz and vibe in there yeah. which you know is uh, is something that w- we've we've missed so yeah. coming out of the lockdown. yeah and i think I, I think something you just said there Stuart, as well is really important because you know for the listeners here they obviously they don't know the office you're in but the office you were in before had lots of levels you know you had to go upstairs through doorways and whilst it gives people in a working environment like that i'm sure many of the listeners like privacy because they don't like interruptions they don't like people perhaps overhearing conversations and uh, perhaps getting involved in conversations but there's also a flip side of that where you can feel very even though you're in the same building in the same office it can have an effect on the way that people work together and as you say now being in more of an open office, even though you've got the dividers up between desks uh, that you've mentioned uh, to me before, there is more of that open feel. And people wanted that, didn't they? The team wanted more of that being in the uh, an open office environment more, even before the COVID. That was one of the things that they'd mentioned, hadn't they? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, because we, we, we solved the, the, the problem of the, 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 the toxic member of staff, I think once we'd got that done, people actually wanted to be in the same room with each other because in yeah. the past um you know it, it's always been quite a um challenging environment to be in uh yeah. because of the toxicity but once you get rid of the toxicity um people actually want to be together you know it's that old yeah, we want to be together. yeah uh, so it was actually, almost then when the toxic employee was there that people wanted to shut the door to keep themselves yeah. to themselves and keep them away uh, yeah. And I think that happens in a lot of businesses and probably some of our listeners today, uh, you know, can reconcile with that a little bit. But once you take that toxicity out, people actually do want to communicate and work together, don't they? So, yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a oh, good point. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, the way that we've arranged everything now means that we're all able to look at each other. You yeah. know, we might have to at most turn our head, but it's not getting yeah. up and going to a different office. We can all look at each other and communicate with each other verbally and non-verbally because that's really important as well. You know, if you're on a conference call, quite often the yeah. non-verbal communications um, are, are really the, the things that make the call, particularly when you're, yeah. you're sort of face-to-face. So I yeah. think being able to sort of see that now as well, it re- really matters. Yeah, and I think you've 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 answered the fourth question on my list here. You know, how was it before, uh, and how is it after? So you know, we've talked about how it felt in that working environment. Just I suppose, what kind of difference has it made to the business performance? You know, um, is there anything you feel that you can share, and how was it before, and how is it after? Just to you know, not just the working environment and the way people feel about it, but, you know, what kind of physical difference has it made to the to the business? In terms of the people, uh, everyone feels like there's a, a massive weight being lifted because yep. um, I think when you've got something hanging over you, you know, a big elephant in the room, um, yep. people skirt around the issue, so it just makes everything feel awkward. Yeah. Yep. Um, so having that weight lifted was a bit of a revelation and I think you know because um, you know British people being British were very very polite to each other mm. people don't often say exactly how they feel yeah but uh, when we got um, the news out that you know the the toxicity had gone um, there was a lot of um, thank God for that <laughs> from, yeah. from from clients that were dealt with that yeah, okay. they wanted yeah, yeah. to say something but they didn't feel that they could. And because we'd addressed it and now they're, they're getting the, um, we're actually exceeding their needs and expectations now where in, in, in the past um, we were struggling to meet them. I think yeah. now because we exceed what what they're expecting, I think that, that it's, it's, it's strengthened relationships as well because, you know, that they now feel that they can talk to us more, uh, that they feel that we're more approachable, um, you know, so I think that's that's a massive, massive yeah. difference. Yeah, and I, and I think you know for for the people um, you know listening to what you've just said there, sometimes it's not necessarily just a, a toxic person. It can be a toxic process, and it becomes a bottleneck, mm. doesn't it? As you've said, and when you mm. remove that bottleneck, everything, whether it's a person, whether it's a process, um, you know, whether it's a a, a product that you're using that's toxic and then you know causing problems it suddenly feels like everything can flow better and is released yeah. so that's that's great so so you know i think that's a good thing for people to take away is to recognize that uh, toxic because it is it's something that spreads isn't it it's something that affects everybody else it's not just isolate you can't put them in a box these kind of things and these kind of people and isolate them and expect it not to have an effect it does have that toxicity it can spread can't it so uh uh, not necessarily in, in the cause, but certainly the results. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So if you could give the listeners one tip and, you know, um, it, of course, it can be something about, you know, your expertise uh, and what your business does. But, you know, what what tip or what lesson would you give to the people listening to this podcast that they can use in their business? Well, a tip, a tip. I'm, I'm not going to bore people senseless with, um, you know, tales of cybersecurity or anything like that. But I think one of the best tips I could give somebody is, is to read The Art of War by Shun Tzu. Because okay. for any business owner or any uh, manager, 
that book is an absolute bible you know people are going to be thinking this thing, mm. what about but there's just little snippets that if, if you look at the uh, i think it's the there's a, a copy of it on amazon with uh, forward by james clavell i think that's about the the most easy to read version of it yeah. but you know just just absolute little little snippets that uh, come out of it and the one thing that i've taken away and i always um come come back to this you know when, when times are hard um I, I always sort of come back to the 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 one thing and it's not going to be the quote that everybody um thinks that i'm going to come mm. back with but it, it's the one about um, victorious warriors uh, because they win first and then go to war while defeated warriors go to war first and then seek to win and i think mm. that's massively important when it comes to business because you know, people go in, they want to win contracts, they want to do this, but, you know, it, it, you've got to win the heart and mind of the client yeah. first before you actually seek to do uh, business. Yeah. And I think there's a lot that, it's not war that we're in, but there's a, a lot in managing people and managing armies and just managing um, yeah. that you can get from the art of war. So that's the mm. tip I'm going to Great. agree with. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. And that, that is not what I expected you to say, Stuart, so... Uh... Yeah, that's good to see yeah 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 you disrupted me there so that's good um okay uh and obviously going into things like books and you and i in our sessions talk about things to read and and development um some books as as the one you just mentioned sometimes aren't that easy to read are they they're not mm -hmm. uh they, sometimes they can be quite a, a heavy read how how do you like to digest that information you know is it is it reading is it listening do you like to do it in large chunks small chunks book summaries you know how how, how do you get through something like you've just recommended um really um yeah i read it when i'm on the loo it's as simple as that ah, okay. I'm there for, you know, but yep. you know it's a it's a sort of quiet place um and it's, you know, blokes always spend a long time in the loo. So yeah. reading something like that, you just yeah. take it and chill out a bit. Yeah. So um, you got to find, you got to find your space then. I, I think that's, that's yeah, the, that's the find your, find your space where you can yeah. have some time, be alone and, uh, and, and take it in. Cause I think that's the other thing, isn't it? You know, I, when I try and read books, uh, I always find, you know, I don't read books. I listen to books more, but when I do try and read them, I always find that other things distract me too much. Mm. And when you find that quiet space that you've just mentioned, yeah, the um, throne room, the throne room, yeah, then you don't get those same distractions, do you? So uh, you can be focused and you can be, be all in there. And I think that's, that is important. Um, so, so good. So small bite-sized chunks um, in private places with, low distractions we'll wrap that up at that point there. yeah yeah, cool. works. yeah so thanks for sharing that <laughs> uh, it's interesting i'm just listening to a book myself um you know as people heard when they got the jingle for this that you know this is sponsored and supported by fix this next and mike mccallowitz has got one of his first books i think it was uh, which is called the toilet paper entrepreneur uh, it's, it's not a book that I particularly like the style of. It's not as good as some of his later books in the business style, but he often talks about the, the toilet uh, trappings of being caught short 
Mm. And uh, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, there's there's lots of great business decisions made in some of the most uh, least thought of places and uh, positions that you can think of. So uh, yeah, so thanks for sharing that. That's very true because. Um... You know, in, in my times in the forces, I, I used to be a um, survivor of aid resist extract officer. And one of the stories we used to tell was the um, American prisoner of war um, who uh, managed to get through his time in captivity by imagining building a hotel brick by brick, brick by brick. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing that he did to, to get through his time in captivity. And what did he do when he, get, when he got freed and was out? He went and built a hotel because he knew exactly how they were going to do it. And, you know, it, it's it, that's the most bizarre situation yeah. you could possibly imagine, but something good's come out of it. So, you know, n- never underestimate, you know, what goes through your head when yeah. you're in a strange situation. Yeah, and I, I think that's quite an insightful thing you said there, and it's a good good story. I like that. I might plagiarise that in the future, because, you know, everything starts with a thought in our mind, doesn't it? And if we're going mm. to do something, we don't suddenly start the action. It has to start with our thought in our mind. Then we tend to put a bit of a plan together, no matter how good that plan is. And then we take the action, don't we? But it always starts with that that thought. And it's having the space to create those thoughts, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, so that's good. I like that. That's a good story. Nice little psychological hoop, that one. Yeah. Uh, and what was, what, was, what was the title? What did you say that you did? What, would you, what did you call yourself as you introduced that story? Uh, um, a survive, evade, resist, extract, SEER, S-E-R-E. Officer. Survive, survive, survive evade, evade, resist, extract. So you teach, okay. teach people how to survive, teach people how to evade capture, teach people how to resist um, interrogation and extract back to freedom. Ah, okay. All right. Oh, there you go. See, that's something I didn't know about you. So, uh, oh. yeah, well, you'll probably have to um, gag me after this, and all the listeners will have to sign some kind of secret uh, act thing for that, but knowing that. But uh, there you go. Yep. Fantastic. Well, there's there's some good lessons to take away there. You know, the toxicity of in business, uh, I think, is a good example of how it can affect how people uh, behave and the bottlenecks. The the change of venue is an interesting one. How something that most people won't see the importance of or the impact actually can make people feel much different. And uh, certainly in these times, as we record this, things are changing. People are getting into different work environments and different ways. And I do want to ask you one final question, and this is more targeted to, to your business. You know, as we go to these changing ways of working and people, and I'm talking here to the listeners who are business owners and they have people working remotely, they have people working at home and they're getting used to this hybrid uh, way of working. Is there one thing that you would suggest that they check or do if they've got a workforce that perhaps haven't worked from home before that are doing now, particularly as we're going to this next batch of lockdown, anything you can share from that point of view? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the main thing that any, any business owner who's uh, brought in work from home has to remember is that the office seating plan now includes postcodes because they've gone from one office to 30 offices, 50 offices, however many it is. So, yeah. you know, they, they, they might have the main office, you know, what they think is secure, but what about the homes? You know, yeah. are the people using their laptops um, on the home network and what are the devices like on the home network? You know, are they all safe? Or do they have antivirus? You know, little things like that. There's masses of problems in homes mm. that, you know, people 
don't realise that are there. You know, people's Facebook accounts get hacked. It's almost a rite of passage. But that's because they're not taking the precautions at home. You know, no home has a security budget. No yeah. home has an information security. No home has a cyber security budget. They get that router from the ISP. They plug it in. Ta-da, they have Wi-Fi. That's all that matters. So you With, know, with a username of admin and a password of admin that they never change. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or they'll have the, the the router on the windowsill with the sticker facing out what the password is. You know, little things like that <laughs> yeah. it happens. Um, yeah. But you know, that, that, that's the reality of it. Yeah, and and fact, you know, and I, I think that's something useful for people to take away that we should think about these remote areas, these individual postcodes that people are working in, as satellite offices, isn't it? You know, that's the way we should think about them. They are new postcode locations for our offices. So instead of being an office of one, we now have five, 10, 15, whatever it is, locations. So what would we do if that was a satellite office? How would we look after it? How would we treat it if it was a satellite office? And I mean, the other thing is, well, you've got to think about the people because Mm. in the past, have traveled from home to work they've gone into work mode while they're at work and then they transition into home mode as they move from work to home yeah. but now when home and work are in the same place you've lost that transition so people don't get into work mode they don't do the same things as they would do as they were in the office they don't protect data in the same way because they're still at home they're not used to protecting data in the same way mm. so it's all about that mindset shift as well that yeah. people are actually missing out on because they're not psyching themselves up for work in the same sense. You know, that there yeah. isn't that transition period. So that, again, is where a lot of problems mm. are creeping in. Yeah, great. Okay, well, some good insights. Uh, and I'm going to come to our final question then now is, when is your next coffee going to be? And <laughs> this is a really, really strange uh, second part of the question on the eve of lockdown here in the UK and where as if you have a choice it's lockdown eve and uh, what's going to happen tomorrow well business as usual for us so I think that um, the next coffee is going to be tomorrow morning as I do the takeaway from the local Starbucks um, and I carry that into work because it's business as usual we're not going to let COVID get in the way of us and of course, it's really handy. And I'm really pleased that you've uh, located your office. Literally, you can see Starbucks out of your window, can't you? So you can't get much better than that. And and, it doesn't yeah. get any better. Yeah. yeah. So anybody who drinks coffee other than Starbucks and Costa and other brands are available. And of course, we're, this podcast is always open to be sponsored by any of the big name brands of any coffees, uh, wherever they are around the world. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for that, Stuart. Yeah, you're giving some some good things here for the listeners to have a think about listeners you know uh, it is important to think about the locations of toxicity and about how you are protecting yourselves and your businesses uh, and it's interesting what Stuart said there about t- the transition you know when I I work from home and I've worked from home for a long while and that's why you know I'm a client of Stuart's you know I'm, I'm protected as about as good as I can be at home uh, and I do make that transition. I actually say cheerio to my wife downstairs and I come up to the office because it is that distinguishing, you know, that, that separation between home and office. When I'm in here where I am now as I'm recording this, this is my place of work and I treat it as a place of work. I dress for the place of work. I have everything set up as a place of work. And it's interesting what you said there about when people drive to work, even their mindset's getting ready, isn't it? It's starting to think about it. It's changing the way that it 
guards itself and the way that they think about things. When they move from one room to another, do they really think about that? Probably not. So something very valuable, some good nuggets there, as I say, to take away for the listeners. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on this and getting some some good questions. And you know, part of what we uh, having our sessions of sharing a coffee was the inspiration of having a success and coffee podcast. So thanks for you know contributing to that as well. And yeah. look forward to seeing you soon, Stuart, uh, at some point when we're able to. And listeners, I look forward to having you listen to the next Business Success and Coffee podcast. Bye for now. Thank you very much.